That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I need that. We The world needs that. I know we get it on Queen Radio here and there, but on The Breakfast Club... What's up? This is another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky, and I'm your other host, Ada. It is Friday. It's the weekend, and this is a major weekend. Okay, hip hop turned 49 years old this week, so we have to discuss that. The game came for Eminem's neck on this new diss track, so we got to talk about that too. And we have more details and another update about Angela Yee leaving the Breakfast Club to start her own new show. So quite a bit to get to but before we do please make sure you subscribe to the podcast please follow us hit that subscribe button on all streaming platforms thank you now let's go ahead and get into it okay so let's start off with the mess let's start off with the dirt the game has released a scathing diss track towards eminem called the black slim shady you knew it was gonna be some disrespect when he when he when he titled it that you knew the disrespect was real was gonna be real and so this track is from his new album, Drillmatic, that dropped today. And this is a 10-minute long track of just him going in on Eminem. Yeah, so within this 10-minute song, they have a skit in there. And it's basically about an Uber driver who's been tasked with driving the game to a mysterious location in Detroit, although it's somewhere near 8 Mile. Of course, there's another Eminem dig right there. <laughs> and then later on in the skit, they discover that the driver of the Uber is the brother of Stan, which, as you know from the Eminem song, Stan... Stan dies at the end of that song because he's trying to get to Eminem like a crazy fan. So there's that part. So in the skit, it goes, hey, yo, I really F with that starter cap. That ish is hard. That's what the game says. And the driver says, crazy story behind it. My brother Stan, rest in peace. He gave me this hat 22 years ago. It's my favorite. So the game... <laughs> So already another Eminem thing right there. The game is so dramatic. I'm here for the theatrics. <laughs> okay, what thing game is gonna bring? It's the theatrics, man. And like we said, he went in on the game. He went in on Eminem for ten minutes. Um, but I, I really am asking myself, is Eminem gonna respond to this? Like, is Eminem gonna get on a beat? Is he gonna get in the studio? And, and give Game some bars, like, because I know that's what Game wants. All this effort he put into this, I know he wants a response from Eminem. But do you think Eminem is actually going to respond? I have a feeling that Eminem will. I mean, just because, like, I think we talked about it before on the podcast where, well, Snoop Dogg and Eminem had a little rift because Snoop Dogg didn't mention Eminem in, like, his top five or something. I think Eminem had, like, a quick... Uh, line for Snoop Dogg in one of his songs on one of his albums and then he, of course they made up now because they have their song together now but for Eminem to do a 10 I mean for the for the game to do a 10 minute song basically about Eminem I feel like Eminem has to say something like you can't let that go you got to say something yeah and I think this is actually a formidable like matchup right here. Like I think bar wise, they can go toe to toe rapping wise. They can go toe to toe. This is not like, Oh, Eminem would crush him or Oh, the game would crush him. Like, nah, this is legendary status against legendary status. So I don't know something I would like to hear. And I know the game really wants a response, but I don't know if Eminem can out petty the game. 
Like, I don't think that's possible. I don't think Eminem is willing to go to the the lows that the game is willing to go to. I feel like the mm. game is willing to fight dirtier than Eminem. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, just how like heavy the game kind of goes in, like say on 50 Cent and other people um, in hip hop and Hollywood and things like that. He got the time. Eminem kind of just, we hear from him here and there and he makes an appearance and stuff, but the game is like really trying heavy to prove himself or like you know talk about the album and have a number one album and all this stuff so I don't know if Eminem's going I hope he gets it the time of day but I don't know if it's even worth it with the game sometimes I don't know <laughs> so we gonna see <laughs> well speaking of the game's album he got every he got the whole world on the album like that feature list for Drillmatic is thick I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get a call for a feature like since everybody's <laughs> just on it anybody who ever rapped or sung is on the project why why we ain't get the call for the game album yeah we could have had like a quick little bar intro outro skit too like come on now yeah the the album starts with ice t a feature from ice t then you have kanye west fabio foreign nba young boy yg ty dollar sign roddy rich jeremiah Pusha t two chains lil wayne g herbo kanye again twista and jeremiah french montana tory lanes meek mill Moneybag, yo blast asap rocky cameron big sean Blueface, nipsey hustle rick ross chloe bailey cassie and a couple more people but that's literally all the features on the game's album i'm surprised eminem not featured up there low key i'm looking at the track list too and it's like parentheses under almost every song of like who's on it there's multiple people on each song and things like that like i think the game only has like four or five songs out of 31 that are just him alone so it's definitely feature heavy mm. Okay, well, that's Drillmatic. We're going to see what, what Eminem comes back with, if anything, though. All right, now another update from this story that we've been covering. This is our second update on it. So we talked about whether or not Angela Yee was leaving The Breakfast Club a couple of days ago. She did announce that she's leaving. She's getting her own show. And yesterday we were just talking about, like, we don't really have that many details on it. She said it's going to be syndicated, and it's still going to be in New York. It's going to be on power. We know that much. We knew that much. But now she's giving out a little bit more details. She's at least giving us a, a bit more information. Right. So her and iHeart confirmed that the show is going to be called Way Up with Angela Yee. And of course, it'll debut this fall. And also the program will air during the middays, which is usually 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on radio stations on the iHeart company. So any iHeart radio station during that time slot is going to be Angela Yee's show. So you're definitely going to hear it wherever you are. And the new show is going to feature celebrity interviews and they say cover hot and timely topics in which she's garnered, Angela Yee's garnered trust over her decades on air. So from relationships to hip hop and R&B, headlines, news topics and overall culture, both in and out of the music industry. Okay, now we're talking. Now we can kind of imagine what the vibe is going to be. So I'm glad they put this out because everybody's like, yay, congratulations. We don't know what you're doing, but congrats, girl. <laughs> like, you're doing your thing. So now we know, like, okay, this is going to still be kind of Breakfast Club-esque, but it sounds like it's going to lean a little bit more into the hot topics or into the rumors as she does on the show and, you know, adding that relationship part, kind of the, the stuff that the guys really don't care about or Charlemagne and Envy, they aren't too into the relationship topics or anything like that. So that'll be interesting to, to have Angela heading that up. I definitely would like to know if there's going to be co-hosts, like who are her co-hosts going to be? Is it going to be more women, only women? Is she going to add a guy into the mix? Like is, is her sidekick going to be a guy? Like I want to know those things now. 
Yeah, definitely want to know that too. And um, so I'm wondering when we'll get that information. But a lot of people also want to know well, who's going to take Angela Yee's place. And she did talk about that. She confirmed to TMZ that, um, that the process for picking somebody new hasn't even started yet. She says, we can't even look until this all got announced and this was all top secret. Now that it's announced, we can start looking for somebody to fill her spot. Um, she says she'll still be there during that whole process. And she was like, they want to cast a wide net and open it up to finding somebody. And she even says she may even help them audition people. So mm. that's kind of interesting too. Yeah. And like people have been throwing certain names out there, but I've been saying this, like, look, we need a female rapper. We need somebody with a real opinion, real confidence to, to speak their mind with these guys. And that can really hang with Charlemagne and Envy and like not back down. I think a female rapper would be great. A lot of people said Remy Ma. I said Remy Ma or Trina. Trina already did morning radio in Miami with Trick Daddy, so she has a little experience with it. Um, I also said, unrealistically, Nicki Minaj. I would love to hear Nicki Minaj on the radio every day. Now, I don't know if iHeart really wants to drop the bag that would probably be required for Nicki to do that, but that would be amazing. Hearing Nicki on the radio with those guys, that would be fire. I know. I would definitely tune in if Nicki was on the breakfast club and you had made a good mention about how, you know, Charlemagne and DJ envy aren't always there on the show. So if Nikki has to go do something, it kind of happens. Like they just handle the show with just them two or just one or the other two. So Nikki could probably do it, mm. but like yeah, that could. money. I think, I think she, she could, could like they'd be like hey you don't have to be here every day just make sh make sure you make it at least two days out the week I think Nikki could and would do it if the bag was right you tell me you wouldn't want to hear this on your radio every morning tell me you wouldn't want to wake up to this oh my god imagine someone sitting home mumbling and cackling instead of playing paying a motherfucking bills imagine y'all mumbling and cackling Y'all sending group text messages about the motherfucking queen while the queen is in the motherfucking stoop? While the queen is building her fucking empire bigger and better than before? Ha <laughs> ha! I need you peasants! I need you fucking peasants! You don't want to be called a peasant at 6 a.m.? You fucking peasants! Pick my fucking fruit out, ho! Golden radio. This would be golden. What the fuck you laughing at? Broke people should never laugh! Now hold on! If you are in the music industry and you are not currently fucking charting, there's nothing for you to ever fucking laugh at. Yo, you can't tell me waking up to that wouldn't just brighten your day every single day of the week. You can't, you can't tell me that. I need that. We, the world needs that. I know we get it on Queen Radio here and there, but on The Breakfast Club, where you hear it every morning live, we need that. On a regular basis. That would be radio gold. iHeart would make the most money they've ever made if they put that woman on the radio. Drop a bag and get Nikki on iHeart. I know she's like bringing back Queen on AMP, but after that's over, try to get that, man. Try to get that. That would be fire. Yo, that's that's one of the most legendary radio tirades of all time right there. Even though it wasn't like on terrestrial radio, it was on, yeah, it was on Beats 1, so streaming, streaming radio. But yeah, when you talk about classic radio moments, that is one of them. But yeah, as far as who they're going to pick for The Breakfast Club, it's anybody's guess right now. Yeah, facts. So I wonder when they're going to do this transition, this change, even if it starts in the fall for Angelique's show, are they going to like pick somebody in the new year or right after? So I'm definitely tuning into the process of what they're going to be doing with the host situation. Yeah, I think they may rotate some people, see how people do, drop some testers in there. And if there's one person that people gravitate towards, they'll probably go with that person. 
I think they should ease it in though. Like don't do a hard stop. Like, Oh, just one day Angela's gone. The new person's in like ease it in, rotate some people, have people come back more than once. And then whoever the audience is feeling, choose that person. That would be the route. I would think they should choose Mm -hmm, for sure. All right. Lastly, big, big celebration this week, man. Hip hop turned 49 years old. Happy birthday, hip hop. This genre has come so far in such a short amount of time. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe it's only been 49 years. Like, it feels like it's been way longer than almost 50. So um, definitely a lot of hip-hop moments, hip-hop music, artists, songs, movies, fashion, art. Like, the list goes on and on. So it's a special day for hip-hop. It really is. And to celebrate, DJ Premier actually dropped a new song with Remy Ma and Rhapsody called Remy Rap. They dropped the song and the video for this um, on the 11th, which is the actual birthday of hip hop. So that was fire as well. And I love, love, love that DJ Premier chose to do that with two prominent women in hip hop. I know I know the genre started by Cool Herc at the party in the Bronx and all of that. But the fact that he chose to shine that light on women on that specific day. I love that. I love that about DJ Premier. Um, Love Rhapsody and Remy and what they brought to that track. And I think that was just a great way to to celebrate the genre. Most definitely. And this song, the Remy rap, is taken from DJ Premier's Hip Hop 50 Volume 1 EP, which dropped back in July. And it was just a five-track EP, but it also had appearances from Nas, Lil Wayne, Joey Badass, Run the Jewels, and Slick Rick. So um, definitely hip hop already on that EP as well. So I don't know if we'll get videos for the other songs, but I like that Remy Rap got a video. It shows Remy Ma her New York Rangers jersey, but Remy number one on the back. And then Rap City has, you know, North Carolina jersey hey. with the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> so it's lit. Definitely lit, man. Happy birthday to hip hop. I was trying to think, like, I'm sitting here trying to think, like, what is my one of my favorite hip hop moments of all time? And it's just so, so much lit things happen. I don't even know, like, what I would actually choose. I was trying to think about that, too. Do you know, like, the moment that you loved hip hop? I feel like since my existence, like, <laughs> hip hop mm. has always been there. Like, I don't know. That, that one's tough. That's a tough one. What about you? Mine would have to be, because, of course, I grew up in a different household, so I really didn't get exposed to hip hop music until I was about like the fourth grade and we would go to like the rolling roller skating rings a lot. So I was hear all the hip hop and R&B music at, in that young age with like my friends and stuff. So that's why I first got exposed to it for real. And then ever since then, that's what it was. So for me, it was fourth grade. I didn't like grow up out the mm. womb listening to hip hop. I had to be exposed to it and then grew the love for it. So that's my little story. So Got you. Okay. Okay. I like that one in the rollers, in the roller skater rink. That's a good place to discover it. See, it's, it's, it would just have to be like, all right, what's the earliest memory I I can recall of it. I know that the first song that I ever knew, like outside of like the alphabet song was definitely Jill Scott, the way. And I know that that's not hip hop, but I feel like once I heard the way, like, and I was like four or five and I would always just sing that song every day. I feel like after getting into Jill Scott, I somehow like got into the roots at that age. So maybe it was like, mm-hmm. maybe the roots was the start of my hip hop. And then it just went on from there. That's like probably one of the earliest that I can recall, but I can't recall like an exact time or place. Cause it was just like, I was just too young. Like it was just always there you know, for, right. for the, for the duration of my life. 
But nonetheless, I'm definitely celebrating, playing all the hip-hop classics this weekend, playing all this new hip-hop music we got. We got a new Meg Thee Stallion album, Trauma Zine. Like, I'm, I'm celebrating for hip-hop all weekend, and I think everybody should do the same. For sure, you got to. It's only right. All right, well, that is a great note to end on. Happy birthday, hip-hop. That concludes today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. All right, we will see you on Monday with more daily news. Have a great weekend. See ya.